0: This is The Only in Miami Show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. Thank you for joining us tonight. I hope you enjoyed our hashtag so- Venezuela SOS special. You can find out more about the show, and you can watch the original videocast from last night at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. But right now... We have Estrella Sevilla from Philanthrofest joining us live in the studio. Thanks for being here tonight, Estrella.
1: Thank you, Grant. Thank you for having me.
0: Glad you could make it again.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I right, know we're going to switch the tone up a little bit.
0: I think it's it's time to change gears tonight. It's been a very serious serious episode, but I think it's worth it. Absolutely. So. Tell us a little bit about PhilanthroFest. Tell us about what is a civic engagement festival and why our audience needs to go.
1: PhilanthroFest is all about connecting their people and passion to the community and the different organizations that are already here. I found throughout the last several years working in different nonprofit efforts and just wanting to get involved in different organizations that there's sort of a disconnect between my wanting to get involved and the sort of understanding what the organizations are, who they are, what they're doing, and what opportunities there really are there for me to do something with them. So as we sort of developed this concept for an event, we thought, why not bring together a series of nonprofits, have them have an opportunity to showcase their mission, recruit new donors, recruit new volunteers, and really make it a really special day for the community where we could also have music and dance entertainment, have a kid zone, do some health screenings, make sure that folks in our community are able to get the resources that they need and sort of connect those dots within the community and have people really have an opportunity to not just get involved, but also receive services if that's what they're in need of.
0: Now, I understand that you train Nonprofits at PhilanthroFest as well, and that's part of what's coming up this Wednesday at 9 a.m. at the uh, Miami Dade Wolfson Campus. It's called Your Digital uh, Networking Institute, correct?
1: Yeah, we host with Philanthrofest. This is the second one that we're doing. This is our philanthropy, the Philanthrofest Community Engagement Institute. We had done a previous one last year about connecting on and offline, and it was really much enjoyed by the nonprofits, and we found through some data collection that we've been doing with the local nonprofits, that there have a substantial need in understanding digital media, learning how to connect better through online platforms, learning how to effectively tell their story so that they can have a better connection to their existing donors and to their volunteer base. So we decided, you know, we could have this opportunity to fill this gap for the nonprofits and really bring together some industry experts to, provide education, provide training, and create some partnerships with some wonderful companies that are within those spectrums that can help strengthen and man the tool chest, so to speak, for these nonprofits so they could be more effective.
0: Now, a lot of nonprofits do not know how to use social media. Is that a big part of what you guys do?
1: Yeah. You know, our, our data, which... Um, jessica higgins she 's a lean six sigma black belt she 's going to be presenting at the Digital Institute as well, but she did some of the data crunching for us and basically what what we found was that about as long as nonprofits had a Facebook page, they thought that they had an an advanced sense of a web presence and in reality without in, now that the algorithms have changed on facebook they 're really not reaching as large of an audience
0: now just to to point it out for our audience um, there's a lot going on behind the scenes in Facebook. Facebook actually filters pretty much everything you see, and and only shows you a small fraction of the posts that any one person or page may make. So a typical page uh, today, it'll be seen by maybe ten percent of the page's audience, something like that, twenty percent. Yeah, that what it sounds you know, as, about right.
1: As organizations went on and and were building their presence and their likes on Facebook, then all of a sudden Facebook changed the game. So You know, everybody's sort of trying to make adjustments for it. So we're also looking at not just leveraging one platform, but helping organizations understand how they can integrate their efforts. So that way they're not constantly having to post on Facebook and then post on Twitter, then put it onto their blog. So we have Wally Benmezian, who's from Web Congress, who's going to be teaching on those skills specifically. So that way we don't have all this duplication of effort that might be taking place and really just burdening down these organizations with their strategies?
0: Well, it's an important point to make that all of these social media networks actually cross-post into each other if you arrange it properly. Uh, For example, you can post into Instagram, uh, which is a a standalone network that uh, is dominating the under-35 crowd and especially the under-25 crowd these days. You can post into Instagram and from there have your uh, uh, content distributed throughout multiple networks. The Tumblr network, Facebook, who of course owns Instagram today, and you can have it put onto Twitter as well as Flickr, which is Yahoo's photo sharing uh, app. So, So you guys actually help people manage this complicated flow of information.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, we're we're learning as we go as well. So as we figure out what the stumbling block is and we are able to sort of pull from our list of experts and folks that are really involved in our cause, we're able to then turn that around and create some programming around it and really be able to create some opportunities where we have some of the leading experts that are helping us give them an opportunity to connect with these organizations and have them be a part of a bigger, bigger mission. So, some of the things we've done is we've worked with um, a company called Podio, and they work with a a sort of. Actually, you recommended Podio to me, Grant.
0: Really? Well, yeah. that's because I work with Podio. I love those guys. <laughs> they're owned by Citrix, by the way. They're they're what's called a CRM or a customer relations management software. And it's uh, p o d i o dot com. A little free plug for those guys because they're really cool. So what, well, they're what's Podio really cool, doing? For you? But
1: they're aside from them being really cool, we've been able to develop a very efficient system to work internally for Philanthrofest and the more that I kind of plugged away at creating the apps that help us, I realized there was a great opportunity to bring sort of the Podio concept to other nonprofits so that they could help manage their own events, manage their volunteer lists, and be able to have a better sort of communication flow with these um, folks that they're meeting at either PhilanthroFest or at any of their other events and be able to keep that communication going throughout time. So Podio is now providing um, nonprofits, free sort of free workspaces within Podio, which is fantastic. They're also, we're working with them to create some training opportunities as well. We have a partnership with Constant Contact that's also affording some substantial discounts for PhilanthroFest partners and also additional monthly training sessions, both webinars and in-person trainings. So we're just trying to bring and and facilitate a lot of these opportunities to the nonprofit professionals down here in South Florida so that we could build a stronger, more vibrant, more robust, civically engaged audience down here in Miami.
0: Well, that's that's important. I think that it's important to train people to communicate because in the nonprofit space, one of the most important parts is messaging, right? It's it's not just about the things you do, but you need to be able to tell the story of those things that you do so you can attract donations and expand or scale up the things that a nonprofit is doing the the good deeds in the community, uh, whether it's teaching people to read or uh, I've seen uh, there was one nonprofit at last year's uh, that I really liked. It was called Food for Thought, and uh, and it was like uh, you know they would teach you about what kind of foods were healthy and not, and they they their education was very much for children, but that's very important. I mean, children in this country have a tough time getting educated on what's worth eating. They just get a lot of advertising. Now, I think we've got a call in. We're expecting some of your PhilanthroFest friends to call us in, right? And uh, tell us their Philanthro stories?
1: That's right. That's right. That's part of a new campaign that we've been working on. Just just sort of encourage folks to share what it is that they're doing in the community and share what sort of passions that it, passions that they have and different ways that they've found to sort of work in that space, share their passion, be able to connect with other people that have the same sort of values and ideas that they do and sort of create a community around the things that we believe in and the things that we care about.
0: So uh, is there a hashtag for this that we need to know about?
1: The hashtag, our official hashtag for PhilanthroFest is just hashtag PhilanthroFest. Our campaign for philanthro Story does have that um, individual hashtag. It's hashtag PhilanthroStory, philanthro, Story, P-H-I-L-A-N-T-H-R-O. S-T-O-R-Y.
0: Alrighty. It's a long one. <laughs> you know what, though? Uh, uh, philanthro is a fairly easy word to spell. There's not a lot of other words with that root. So so now that we've said it, we I think we can skip it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've
1: created a whole other language that starts with philanthro, pretty much philanthro everything, from philanthro party, philanthro fest, philanthro peeps. So we've gotten a little excited about that. And there's so much enthusiasm around PhilanthroFest itself that, you know, we just keep creating other opportunities and other channels that just expand on this idea of civic engagement and really giving folks an opportunity to show a little bit more of of who they are beyond just, you know, a job title or a residential area that they live in and really give people sort of a time to shine light on some, some more aspects of their per- personalities and personal desires.
0: Now, we're going to... Open up the lines here. So if any of our listeners have questions about PhilanthroFest, you're more than welcome to call in. We're expecting a couple of Philanthro story calls in a few minutes. The phone number is 305-541-2350. Uh, You can call into the Only in Miami show and ask your questions about PhilanthroFest, the country's largest civic engagement festival. Again, the number is 305-541-2350. We'd like to hear your calls, your questions, and your comments. Again, please call 305-541-2350. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. We're here with Estrella Sibila from PhilanthroFest. You can find them online at philanthropest.com. So what's your philanthro story? What inspired you to be one of the co-founders of Philanthrofest? And you can tell us the story of starting Philanthrofest. Not just your story, but why did you get involved and, and who did you do it with?
1: So Philanthrofest started sort of over cocktails and bites with a couple friends and we were all involved in different community projects and really wanted to just sit down and, and kick around some ideas of what we were all doing.
0: Liquor or beer?
1: Neither. They were non-alcoholic beverages. Oh, okay. <laughs> just
0: I always ask when somebody says.
1: So um, we we were just sort of kicking around some ideas, and um, it was James Eccles, myself, Annette Picard, um, Liana Chanfoni, Carolyn Lamar. And we had gotten together and James had approached us about doing this sort of community festival for nonprofits that was modeled after fall for the arts and fall for the arts was something that the art center would put together. And it was based on just simply art nonprofits and showcasing what they had planned for their upcoming seasons and really gave the community an opportunity to learn more about the cultural arts organizations. And, When James talked to us about it, he said, you know, why don't we do this? But let's do it for all types of organizations. So we that was, you know, like a late December. And by mid-April of that year, we were at the Midtown Green Space. And we had about 190, I mean, about 100 organizations that were there. And we had about 2,000 people from the community come out. And we had a wonderful festival. We had three different bands. We had an art show we had just tons of things that really brought out such an exciting moment for the community. And, you know, it, we didn't we never expected it to be such a a welcomed and desired piece to the Miami puzzle. But what we realized was that there were a lot of people with a lot of passion and a lot of 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 want and of need as well. And a lot of folks that wanted to come together and see this and learn how they can be a part of the bigger picture.
0: So we have Marcia on the line from SF Cares. Oh, what is, wonderful. What, what's the name of her group? Give us the...
1: That's South Florida Cares Mentoring. They're okay. a mentoring program for minorities in South Florida, but they're actually part of a national organization, and I'm sure that Marcia could tell us more about it.
0: Marcia? Yes.
1: yes. Hi, everyone. It's Marcia. Marcia Marcia, understood.
0: welcome yes. to the show. How are you tonight?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. Please, uh, tell us a little bit about your charity.
2: Fantastic. South Florida Care's mentoring movement is um, its a mentoring program that provides exposure activities, it provides mentoring, group mentoring services, and also engages youth in South Florida in the arts in technology and science and um, philosophy, actually. So what we do is we're part of a national organization which is called National Cares Mentoring Movement. And National Cares Mentoring Movement was started about seven years ago by Susan Taylor. And Susan Taylor is the editor-in-chief emeritus of Essence Magazine. If anyone knows Essence Magazine, it's been around since the late 60s, and it's a staple in the black community. What Susan did is after Hurricane Katrina, she noticed that um, the volunteers – that were volunteering to help out the disenfranchised um, in Hurricane Katrina were white women and then white males and then black women and then black males. And in that order, were going out to help the youth that were in um, New Orleans. So she said something has to happen, something has to change, because why is it that black females and black males are the last to respond to their own people?
0: So how did you get involved with South Florida CARES Mentoring?
2: No problem. So Susan actually reached out to South Florida, and she had a couple contacts down here. She reached out to an individual named herself who was very involved in the philanthropic side of Miami. Um, And Tony gathered a few of her cohorts together, um, and I was one of them, along with our executive director, Tracy Robertson Carter. And um, when she gathered us all in the meeting room, she said, listen, we have to do something. We have to make a difference. We have to make a change in the South Florida community. She gathered us at two schools that are located in Broward County. One is Women Rogers School, the other is Seagull Alternative School. These two schools are prim- primarily African American, Latino American. And these students are returning from juvenile detention centers, and they are young, unwed mothers. So, what's happening there? There is a crisis that's occurring at these schools. They needed mentoring. They needed people in their lives that care about them, that show them opportunity and show them, you know, what's beyond their limits and their horizons. And so she gathered a group of people and said, let's do something. Let's do South Florida Cares mentoring so we can impact positive change within that community.
0: Great. So what did you, what is your Philanthro story? Tell us a little bit about your involvement with PhilanthroFest.
2: Yes, we love Philanthrop We really do. We were involved for the first year last year. And um, it was very exciting because it's just great to see all the nonprofits that do show up and have the passion and want to change this community. And when we went there, we are trying to really collect and get mentors into our database so we can actually go out and, you know, Really create a mentor database that really cares about our our mentors in the community, so what we did is we had about forty mentors before we went to philanthrop fest and forty mentors for over two hundred students that we needed to serve that wasn't good enough when we went at actually when we left philanthrop fest, we had over three hundred and fifty mentors that signed up because they were at philanthrop fest so we had um, politicians, we had doctors, we had lawyers, we had tech people, we had all kinds of just passionate individuals who just wanted to be involved with software care's Mentoring, and because of Philanthropy we were able to increase our numbers from 40 mentors to 350 mentors in one afternoon. That's incredible, Marcia.
0: Wow, one afternoon.
2: Yes, one afternoon.
0: And, and, and now how many do you have today?
2: So we have around 480 mentors. In our database, and who are very active, who are not only serving the two schools that I mentioned prior to this, but we are in 10 other schools now, and then we're in four um, different community organizations located here in Miami-Dade County.
0: That is really, really amazing, Marcia. And can you tell us what your website and your Twitter accounts are?
2: Sure, sure. So, our website, we are on Tumblr, that's what we use for our website. So, we are South Florida Cares Mentoring. .tumblr.com.
0: South Florida Cares Mentoring. Uh-huh. Tumblr, .com. That is our website that we utilize. And then our Twitter account
2: is South Florida Cares
1: Mentoring.
0: That's fantastic. Marcia, thank you for coming on the show tonight.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing with us, Marcia. Thank you.
0: Now we've got Robert on the line. He's from heart-festival.com, Heart Festival.com or Heartfest. Robert. Hi, Robert. Hi. Thanks for joining us.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about HeartFest, Robert. We'd love to hear it.
3: HeartFest was the creation of our leader, Kristen Swinehart, whose father was taken from her at a young age because of heart disease. And so this uh, came about uh, with Kristen uh, mentioning it to another member in our BNI Elite Professional Group in Sunny Isles, and it just really took on from there. We all wanted to be a part of this uh, as we have been touched by uh, people in our lives that have had heart disease or people have passed away because of heart failure. So we're trying to bring awareness to our communities to um, raise some money for these charities that are going to be able to help people.
0: That's fantastic. Now, can you tell me, uh, wh- what's your website and your Twitter account?
3: Sure. It's heart-festival.com. Uh, like hyphen I don't remember the Twitter, handle off the top of my head, but we do have a Facebook page as well. And you can find that at Heart Festival um, through the Facebook search page.
0: Okay, and I see that you can find your Facebook page and your Google Plus page at heart-festival.com. That's correct. So tell us your philanthrop story.
3: Well, this is going to be taking place in um, uh, Mother's Day of this year. Thought it was going to be a good time where we could all get together with family and uh, share in, you know, each other's uh, experiences. And we're going to have a 5K in the morning. Uh, That's going to be the kickoff. We're going to have music that's going to be able to bring groups of people together. And uh, we're going to be having about 1,000. We're looking to have about 1,000 race uh, participants. And then later in the day, uh, up to about 5,000 people as well take part of the rest of Heartfest, which is going to have five bands, uh, drums, as far as uh, drum circle, later into dusk, and we're just going to be able to really have the food vendors speak about the different kinds of food that are good for the the soul as well as for your heart and uh, being able to explain a little bit more to the people that come how it is good to eat healthy. It doesn't have to cost a lot and kind of get rid of some of the things that people say from time to time, like, it's too expensive to eat healthy, or maybe I'll start this later. We want to just engage everybody around us and educate them.
0: Now, tell us a little bit about your experience with PhilanthroFest.
3: At PhilanthroFest, uh, we just ended up finding out a little bit about this through your radio program. And uh, being a part of uh, philanthropy is uh, a passion What you know, as a business professional, we need to keep us going. And uh, being able to be a part of this great civic organization is going to be able to give awareness to people like us that just really need to get out there and, and spread a good message.
1: Well, we appreciate you calling in and definitely keep in touch with us, connect with us through our different platforms, and definitely join us for the Digital Media Institute. I think there'll be some great opportunities for learning as well and helping you get your message across to the folks that are supporting your organization.
3: That's great. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you.
0: We're going to take a short break right now on the Only in Miami show, and we'll be right back. We've got two more call-ins with Philanthro Stories. You can follow that on Twitter at hashtag PhilanthroStory. This is the Only in Miami show.
4: The Only in Miami show is brought to you by Morningside Mortgage. For more information, check them out online at www.MorningsideMortgage.com.
1: The Raise Me Up Foundation presents Back to the 80s Freestyle Gala. Come dressed in your 80s best. Saturday, March 8th at the Palmetto Bay Village Center. Featuring live performances by Rudy Gill, Cynthia, and Johnny Ohm. Dr. Gigi's Raise Me Up Foundation is a nonprofit organization that provides pre-programs and services to special needs children in the South Florida community. For ticket information, call 305-552-1200. That's 305-552-1200.
0: Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. We're here with Estrella Sibila from PhilanthroFest, and we're taking your calls. 305-541-2350. Again, 305-541-2350. We're here with Naomi. Naomi's on the line. Hey, Naomi, please tell us the name of your charity.
5: All right, I'm currently working with MCCJ, which was first known as the Miami Coalition of Christians and Jews, but since 2011, they've been known as MCCJ.
0: NCCJ. Yes. MCCJ?
5: Yes, MCCJ.
0: M as in Mary. Yes. So what is your website?
5: All right, the website is miamiccj.org.
0: MiamiCCJ.org. Yes. Tell me a little bit about the Miami uh, Miami Coalition of Christians and Jews.
5: All right. So MCCJ's mission is to advance understanding and respect among all cultures, religions, and races. Uh, A lot of programs that they have work with high school youth. They go in and they have sessions on diversity and acceptance of of anyone and everyone, despite their race, ethnicity, gender, age. And um, I've had an opportunity to actually participate in some of those programs. Even though I'm not a full-time staff, I'm actually interning with them for my graduate studies.
0: So uh, tell me a little bit about MCCJ's involvement with PhilanthroFest and your experiences with PhilanthroFest.
5: Well, I have personally been involved with PhilanthroFest. Um, on the back end with planning before. Um, however, I don't believe NCCJ has ever participated. I will definitely encourage them to check it out um, because I know that Philanthropist is a really incredible opportunity for nonprofits to get the word out about what they're doing.
1: Naomi's actually one of our <laughs> founding group members as well, and she was our head of our nonprofits communications last year and did a stellar job and. In- She's over in graduate school now, so she has less time for us, but more time for the community. And we're really proud of everything that she's doing and really excited for her involvement with MCCJ. They're actually an organization that I personally support with their Metro Town project and yeah. making sure that we have opportunities for diversity in the schools and in the programming.
0: So tell me a little bit about your philanthropist story personally, Naomi.
1: Okay, well, um, right
5: now, because I am working with MCCJ, my um, film like story will be about them. They have helped bring an incredible exhibit to the Frost Science Museum called Race, Are We So Different? And they have a lot of programs that are related to that exhibit right now, which includes a film series. And one of my roles with the organization is to help get the word out about the film series. So I wanted to share what's going on with that. Um, uh, through... January of this year till May of this year, uh, this great exhibit is at the museum, and it's been traveling for a few years, and it finally came to the Miami community, and uh, the purpose behind it is to help visitors understand what race is and what it isn't, and so there have been several films um, that will be screened at the museum in the coming months. One of them takes place on March 5th and it's in collaboration with History of Miami. It's called Ali, Made in Miami. And there are other films coming up, one is called Dark Girls, one is uh, Parallel Lives, and the last one will take place in May called The Last Survivor. So in addition to having a chance to see a great film, and there's always discussion afterwards, people uh, have some time to go into the exhibit, and it's, It doesn't cost a lot, and it's just a great time to hang out in the evening with your friends and learn and and have some great discussions.
0: Well, thank you very much for calling into the show tonight, Naomi.
5: Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak. Thank you, Naomi.
0: Uh, I think we've got Lance on the phone. Lance, are you here? Vance.
4: Hey, Granite Vance. How are you? Good evening.
0: Good evening, Vance. Where are you calling from tonight?
4: I'm actually calling from the northern part of the county from Aventura.
0: Fantastic, and you're part of Florida Children's Movement, correct? Yes, sir. Outstanding. So, tell me, what's the website for Florida Children's Movement, and if any, a Twitter account?
4: Absolutely. The website for the movement is www.childrensmovementflorida.org, and our uh, our Twitter uh, account is at Child Movement FL.
0: Okay, at Child Movement FL. Yes, so, sir. tell me a little bit about. Children's Movement Florida.
4: Absolutely. So before I tell you what we are, I'm going to tell you sort of why we are. Uh, That's
0: a great. So we, we love to we, hear the why. We,
4: we live in a state where more than 430,000 children don't have access to health insurance, where more than 40% of the third graders in, in public school aren't reading at even minimally proficient levels, and where one of them in six children is a child with a special need, and most of those special needs are going undetected undetected until the child is six or seven. And what the children's movement is trying to do is bring awareness to the importance of the first five years in children's lives and begin to influence public policy that will ensure greater investment in those first five years. Uh, the challenge we deal with so often is that public education reform is addressed when children are in the third grade or the sixth grade or the eleventh grade. And what the movement is trying to do is ensure that children are getting to formal school, are getting to kindergarten ready and able to learn, and that we're not, we're not trying our best to catch kids up, but we're making sure that they're ready and able once they're, once they're getting to the, the doors of kindergarten.
0: That's, that's really, really important, and, and I'm glad that you guys are doing that. I think that the education system in the state is way too geared on trying to catch up and teach to these tests that are standardized instead of focusing on the time when children really, really learn quickly, which is when they're quite young.
4: Absolutely. I mean, 90% of the cognitive development of a child occurs before they even enter formal school. And we as a state spend $2 billion on education remediation. So, so much of what we should be doing around education reform is just uh, investing early and upfront.
0: So, tell me your Philanthro story, your story of being part of Fest.
4: Well, absolutely. Well, I would say, first of all, a wise man once told me, a very wise man in Miami said, "The, the greatest power in our community is the power to convene. And Estrella, and what she's doing with fest is really—it's it, convening, it's bringing people together from the community, from the nonprofit community, from the business community to understand what philanthropy means in Miami-Dade. And our story, and what what has allowed us to do is is share one of the campaigns that we've launched in the last couple of months, which we're calling Lessons from a Kid. Uh, I'm a father of two, and I'm always amazed by what lessons my daughters are teaching me every day. Where most people would assume, you know, we're supposed to be teaching our children, and what we've been using. Uh, is social media for 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 individuals to send in their hundred character lesson about what lesson their their child has taught them an image that associates with that lesson and then we're creating beautiful imagery that we're posting on facebook and on pinterest and and the longer term goal is to create a quilt that people can come to uh, and gain inspiration gain uh, sort of laughter joy uh, and gain meaning from from the lessons that folks are learning from their children and Espea and, and Philanthafest have allowed us to not only share that campaign, but share some of the skills and tactics we've learned around social media um, through the institute.
0: And we're well, going to have um, that's that's really cool. I got to tell our audience first: you have got to see their their Twitter account. I mean, these pictures are really neat. They're inspirational, and I'm a big fan of Pinterest. Um, I've actually got Pinterest on our www.onlyinmiamishow.com website, like all the way down the bottom right-hand side, because I really have gotten into Pinterest. And it's great to see that you guys are taking advantage of one of the most exciting newer channels in social media to to broadcast your movement.
1: Yeah, they've been really doing a fabulous job. And on Wednesday, we're going to have... John Knight from the Children's Movement of Florida that's headed some of their online uh, digital engagement efforts, not only just with the Lessons from a Kid campaign, but also with their Give Miami campaign. So he's going to be sharing some pearls of wisdom from their efforts and what they've learned along the way with our audience over at the Digital Media Institute as well. So we thank you, Vance, and the the Children's Movement of South Florida for being involved and really helping get more people involved with early education and also getting onto the digital media uh, sort of bandwagon and really showing folks how it could really benefit your organization and your cause.
4: Well, we're, we're grateful for the opportunity.
0: Thank you very much for calling tonight, Vance. And let me just tell the audience, you, I'm. this is Grant. You can call, uh, find me on Twitter at Grant Stern. And I would encourage that because I'm posting some of these incredible pictures. And I'm about to share the Children's Movement's uh, uh, Pinterest account. And if you're not on Pinterest... This would be a great time to start. It's a fantastic little service that allows you to share photographs. It's really a photo-sharing service. Not so different than Instagram, but organized very differently. So let's move along. I think we have Lori on the line. Is that correct?
6: Yes, I'm here. Good evening.
0: Good evening, Lori. Uh, What charity are you calling from, and where are you calling from?
6: I am calling uh, from Miami, and... Um, I am calling on behalf of MUJER, which is a nonprofit organization located in Southern Dade County in Homestead.
0: Alrighty, And what does MUJER do in Homestead?
6: MUJER is a nonprofit organization that operates one of only two certified rape crisis centers in Miami-Dade County. And we provide comprehensive social service assistance to victims of domestic violence and sexual assaults. Um, in a one stop setting, we provide services to women, to men, to children, um, and have been providing services uh, since the 90s.
0: So, tell me a little bit about your involvement with Philanthrofest and your philanthro story.
6: All right, we um, at Mujer participated in Philanthrofest last year for the first time. Um, we were definitely very, very excited in uh, getting involved um, and being able to uh, really just uh, meet and and work with other nonprofits and um, look at the potential for uh, partnerships in the future. Um, to be able just to talk with them, to get to know uh, what type of projects they're working on and what it is that they're doing in our community, and also uh, let them know about our current projects and our interest. Um, what was uh, just really interesting about our experience and what I'm just very interested in sharing with you all um, is basically that we understood the forum of philanthropists to be one where we could connect with nonprofits, um, also with potential donors. Um, and work on that end of of the, I guess, nonprofit realm. But what was very, very um, interesting to us was the fact that there were so many people in the community who came up to our table and to our booth um, and disclosed to us that they had experienced domestic violence or sexual violence um, right there in that forum, in in just the middle of of this festival. Um, And it really demonstrates the point to to us that um, every survivor needs a voice. Um, And we want to continue to be a resource in our community for survivors to have a voice. Um, And it was important to many people to be able to uh, come to us right then and there and tell us a little bit about their story, where we were able to offer resources to them to provide them with information, to provide them with referrals to other nonprofits um, just outside of what we um, had originally expected, we would encounter at at this just um, at this amazing event, um, and that was really, really the most impressive part uh, for us was just that it did offer such an amazing uh, space for for survivors to come and and speak with us.
0: That's fantastic. So I think that goes along with what Vance said about the power to convene that Absolutely. you guys actually found other people who really identified with your organization because they'd been through the kind of experience that you're looking to counsel.
6: Absolutely. This, this is an issue that, that certainly affects everyone, either directly or indirectly. Um, and it's an issue um, that, that I don't think we can take um, too seriously because without your safety and your health, you really have nothing. And we certainly recognize that at Mujer, and we strive to provide the highest quality of services um, in the most expeditious manner and the most comprehensive way to every member of our community who is in need of services. And we are very, very grateful to philanthropists for allowing us another forum to be available to members of our community.
0: Thank you so much for calling in, Lori. And I'm told that your website is www.mujerfla.org, right? That's correct and yes. it stands for MUJER is actually an acronym for men and women united in justice education and reform that's correct love it thank you so much for calling on the uh, calling the show tonight thank this... you again for having me Ugh pleasure this is the only in miami show i'm your host grant stern we've got time for just one more phone call tonight i understand we have michelle from social swag on the phone
7: hi grant
0: hey how's it going thanks for calling into the show tonight
7: thank you for allowing me to be on it how are you hello michelle I'm
0: doing Hiya, great.
7: <laughs>
0: so tell me a little bit about your charity
7: um, well, I don't have a charity, per se. I'm a for-profit that helps nonprofits um, with marketing and advertising, but I'm calling now to kind of share about the Social Goods Summit, which is going to be the 16th and the 17th at the Lightbox in Wynwood, and um, the reason that we even exist now for our second year is because of Philanthropest and because of me Googling philanthropy in Southern Florida and finding the website and tweeting at all of the people that are on the board.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, we do love to connect people. And that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on is being a sort of platform for people to connect, not just with one another, but with organizations. And this was just another great example of how we're building community and building community by allowing folks to reach out to philanthropists and getting them in touch with other people that share their passions and values. And Michelle's doing such a fabulous job in the community and with the Social Goods Summit. And that's going to be in the fall, right, in September?
7: Yeah, it's going to be September 16th and 17th, and right now we're in talks with the mayor's office, and he might potentially come speak at the summit, which is big, big news.
1: Yeah, no, that's wonderful. We we really have a, a great sort of support from our government officials here. With philanthropists in particular, we've had the support of Mayor Regalado since the start, also from Mayor Jimenez and Mayor Gilbert over in Miami Gardens. So when, you know, it's been a great experience being able to work with our elected officials and also some of our state and state representatives. So I definitely urge you to, as you continue to build the Social Good Summit, you know, we're definitely on board with PhilanthroFest, any way that we could help you all out. Um, We're definitely excited to get more people involved in the social movement for social good.
7: So one reason why I kind of wanted to call in tonight aside from supporting what both of you do and you guys are both so awesome and you're my heroes.
1: Oh thank um, you. Don't, <laughs> don't tell us that on
0: the, the
7: internet. <laughs> you're you're going
0: to make us blush and everybody's going to see it.
7: <laughs> <laughs> well, the other reason why I wanted to call in tonight is cuz um I believe that social good only exists because of community and And in the midst of community, social good can't exist with a whole bunch of people making hierarchy decisions. And I think the one thing that, Estria, that you've done that's just so effective is that you've made Philanthrop into an all-year-long community engagement project. And so on the lines and in the shadow of greats such as yourself, um, I would really love anyone that's interested in becoming a part of this year's summit, if they want to... um, give some advice on things that we need to talk about in Miami or things that like need to be highlighted or potentially are interested in coming and talking about what they want to talk about for maybe a couple minutes. Like I really want the summit this year to have a platform that's very open to the community to share and to be a part of. So um, that's part of the reason why I'm also calling this evening.
0: Well, uh, you know, I think it's very important to have open discussion and, and to flatten out some of the hierarchies uh, that exist out there. Um it's very difficult for people to achieve the things they're looking for in a hierarchy, typically in business. Um companies start out entrepreneurial and it's it's as I like to call it, it's the uh the the commando phase. It's right. like there's people that are like ultra talented, ultra skilled, ultra smart. But once they're done breaking ground, storming the beach, they're done. They kind of want to move on and do something else exciting. And and then you have the second wave of business, which is hierarchical. It's very, uh, you know, you have somebody at the top, somebody at the bottom. It's like the shock troops. Uh, They go out there and they occupy everything. They roll in. (laughs) That's business. I'm saying in business. Um, But what what it means is it's like you start off and everybody is on the same footing. And then all of a sudden, like once you have an organization, everything gets very hierarchical. And one of the most important things about Philanthrofest to me is that it's not that way. Anybody can contribute. Uh it's it's a very much an open-sourced, crowdsourced model of creating an event that brings people together. And that's why it brings people together because right. everybody is allowed to contribute. Everybody is invited to contribute and there's not this tremendous administrative burden of having a very hierarchical organization. That's sucking up a lot of the donated money and time in human resources and, you know, vacations and pampering. And it's very much a group of people that are looking to have, you know, an event and produce something that the everything that comes in is on the stage for the public. I mean, really, it's not like donating to the Red Cross where you know that, you know, 20 or 30 percent of what you spend, or 40% is administrative costs. There's huge administrative costs for these other charities, whereas PhilanthroFest, everything you donate basically is on the page, so to speak. Am I right? I mean, you guys are not like, you know, out there, you know, mostly soliciting. You guys are really, really putting everything out there for the community and making sure that everybody who's involved has the chance to contribute.
1: Yeah, really what the magic formula here is really creating collaboration so that everybody has an opportunity to pitch in. Everybody has an opportunity to take the stage and really share what it is that they're doing and having folks that could come on board and contribute in different ways and really share their talent. There's so many folks within the community that are are willing to give either time, talent, or treasure, and we're really just leveraging those opportunities to build great collaborations for our Miami. And, you know, PhilanthroFest is welcome to everybody's participation. And if you're interested in joining the cause and being a volunteer, interning with us, sponsoring us, all of that information is available online over on our website. And part of the really exciting part is sort of meeting all of these other people that are like-minded as well, that want to be part of something greater.
0: Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight.
1: Thanks guys. I love what you're doing. I'm so supportive.
7: And I will say as a volunteer, like, Everybody needs to get involved because it looks beautiful on a page, but it changes your life when you get your hands dirty. And I suggest and encourage everyone to get involved on the ground level with P- PhilanthroFest because, I mean, you're awesome, Estrella. And what you're doing is awesome, but it's so much bigger than you and, 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 and us. And it's just going to continue, I believe,
1: to grow and grow and grow. That's what we're looking forward to. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, guys.
0: And Estrella, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. It's been my pleasure having you here.
1: Oh, it's been my pleasure, Grant. It's always such a treat to spend some time with you.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, this is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern.